We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. I'm Jeff Bell. I'm Patty Rising. A stretch of the Russian River was flowing pink for a time yesterday afternoon after tens of thousands of gallons of wine leaked into it from Rodney Strong Vineyards. As KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports, officials are closely monitoring water quality. The Cabernet Sauvignon leaked out of a broken hatch at the bottom of the wine tank, which a Rodney Strong spokesman says had 90,000 gallons of the wine inside, and it made its way out to a creek that feeds into the Russian River. The creek area itself was, was stained pink. So all the vegetation was stained, the dirt, the rocks, um, everything in the creek was stained. Sonoma County Fire District Battalion Chief Mike Elson says they sent a crew up in a department helicopter to see if the wine had entered the river, and they described several miles of the river as pink as well. The winery spokesman said they were able to hold back more than half of the cab, but Don McEnhill, the executive director of Russian River Keeper, says wine can be very harmful to river life because it's so acidic. With the recent rain, the only uh, lucky or, or uh, less dire part of this is the river flow was pretty high, so there was a fair amount of dilution, which can reduce the impact. He says his group may push for more robust containment measures in case something like this does happen again, because he says contrary to popular belief, red wine does go with fish, but cooked fish, not swimming fish. Megan Goldsby, KCBS. Important distinction there. Governor Newsom says that the three American flight crews who died when their aerial water tanker crashed while battling wildfires in Australia were part of a California-based crew. The three died when their air tanker crashed today in the snowy Monaro area of New South Wales during a firefighting mission. The air tanker was operating on contract with Australia's Rural Fire Service. Australian authorities are investigating the incident. The governor did not identify the three crew members. Billionaire Tom Steyer took his presidential campaign to Richmond today, where he hosted a roundtable discussion about criminal justice reform. As KCBS's Kerry Hudasek reports, the Democratic candidate heard from a former prison inmate, uh, several of them actually, some who have served time at nearby San Quentin. Shaw Stepter was incarcerated for 18 years. Half that time, he served at San Quentin. When he was released, he had trouble adapting to society with finding a job and a place to live here in the Pricey Bay area. When I got out, one of the things that I've seen was that my status as a citizen isn't on par with everybody else's who hasn't been to prison. Scepter was one of a dozen former inmates that met with Democratic presidential candidate Tom Steyer here in Richmond to talk about the challenges of the prison system. I really appreciated his acknowledgement of this country's treatment towards people of color and understanding in order for things to change, we have to do something to address that. Steyer told the group one of his main concerns is the racial discrimination before and after after a person of color is incarcerated. There's something wrong with a society that incarcerates people at this level. And it's specific, specifically then you see it, the racial bias that starts really with policing and goes to how we treat people after they've been incarcerated. That can't be right. Steyer also wants to look at drug prevention and how money is spent within the system. In Richmond, Carrie Hudasek, KCBS. In what may come as a surprise to some, particularly progressive, San Francisco Mayor London Breed is endorsing Michael Bloomberg and the Democrat 
Democratic presidential primary. KCBS reporter Melissa Colross tells us the billionaire candidate also has the support of San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo. Why Mike Bloomberg? San Francisco Mayor London Breed says she appreciates the work Bloomberg did as mayor of New York and the work he has done since leaving office, such as... Investing in cities, investing in supporting the challenges that exist around climate change, around childhood obesity, around smoking, around so many things that are problematic in our country. Now, while mayor of New York, Bloomberg supported the city's stop and frisk policy, which disproportionately impacted African-Americans and Latinos. Bloomberg has apologized for that support, and Breed says she likes what he says now about investment in African-American communities. I've had conversations with him about what he's going to do for the country as a whole, the challenges that still persist in the African-American community around income inequality, the criminal justice system, and a number of other issues. Mayor Breed had endorsed Kamala Harris until Harris dropped out of the race, as had San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo, who now is backing Bloomberg as well. In San Francisco, Melissa Colross. KCBS. With California moving back to far greater reliance on paper ballots for the March 3rd primary uh, presidential primary, the election systems are being tested this week in San Mateo County. KCBS reporter Tim Ryan in Redwood City tells us there are trade-offs in this return to a more secure past. Can you say safe elections in Russian? That's what's behind this move from electronic to paper ballots and tabulation. A paper system was not in place for each ballot. We did have a verifiable paper ballot option with that older system, but basically it was an electronic voting system. Today, everything with a paper backup, says San Mateo County Assistant Chief Elections Officer Jim Irizarry, who explained how the county has a mind-boggling 1,120 different ballot styles to count, 370 distinct ballots, in English, Spanish, and Chinese. In electronic environment, you know, we would see the votes cast on election day reported by about 10 o'clock at night. We're probably looking at two or three in the morning. In Redwood City, Tim Ryan, KCBS. The Doomsday Clock, a symbolic countdown to global disaster, has been moved to the closest point to midnight in its 73 years. The keepers of the clock are citing existential danger from nuclear war and climate change. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientist says it's move the clock 20 seconds forward from two minutes to midnight to 100 seconds to midnight. Former Governor Jerry Brown, who serves as executive chairman of the bulletin, was on hand for today's unveiling to deliver a call to action. The organization focuses on the greatest threats to human survival. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio. 